0: You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and com. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up for Friday, July 28, 2017. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. Joining us again this week, Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning.
1: Hey, Craig. Uh, very interesting week. Lots to chat about. And it's been good, I think, for most uh, gold and silver investors. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: And once again, before we get started, this weekly wrap-up is brought to you by Sprott Money. We're an accredited Royal Canadian Mint Bullion DNA dealer, so please visit SprottMoney.com to learn more. Eric, it uh, has been an eventful week. Let's start with uh, politics and news, at least as based here in the U.S. Uh, Mother Yellen came out with her latest FOMC, Fed lines, as we call them, at the conclusion of the FOMC. No rate hike, doesn't look like there may be another one. Uh, at all this year and now we've got some real political intrigue here in the u.s besides the usual circus surrounding uh, u.s politics uh, the uh, vote to i uh, guess finally get rid of obamacare has completely stalled in the senate overnight looks like we've got a bit of a quagmire in the u.s how might that impact things going forward
1: well i think it's gonna it's it all of course ultimately impacts on the dollar from an outsider's perspective and um you know, as I was thinking, I was thinking about uh, the FOMC meeting and the nothing burger that was served up, which I think uh, played very well for gold investors because, of course, the reason that gold's always under pressure theoretically is because we're going to raise rates, and we got this strong economy, and and of course none of that um, sort of happened as a result of the FOMC meeting. So that was very constructive for the. Uh, for the owners of precious metals and the stocks. And then, of course, uh, the whole geopolitical thing, you know, this health care, whatever, conference, uh, the skinny Obama uh, repeal that never worked, the border tax that gets crushed, the debt ceiling that's coming up, the whole tax plan that may, it looks like it will go. You know, maybe it's even better that the politicians don't get to make decisions because I think we'd do better without them. Uh, but as I have said in, in many times, you know, I think of the PhD that the U S has, the pensions, the healthcare and the debt, man, those are three big tsunamis coming in here. And, uh, and of course the, the economy is, is Im- impacted by them all. And you kind of see it in, you know, we talk about the retail numbers, the restaurant numbers, the durable goods orders in reality, we're kind of weak. A uh, number of the, um, fed uh, regional uh, indexes are, are weak car sales are weak i see Ford just downgraded their their estimates for the year um like it's just weak so it, it's kind of playing into uh, into our hands here in terms of an asset that can survive in in this very hostile economic environment
0: to that end eric uh, just a few minutes ago as we record this the u.s released their first guess of the second quarter GDP, the number came in stronger than the first quarter, but gold seemed to be reacting to a utter lack of inflation. That'll impact the Fed going forward. And wage growth has completely slowed again. Uh, What do you make of those numbers?
1: Well, all I say is same old, same old. First of all, I don't believe the GDP numbers for starters. Um, and as soon as you mentioned GDP, I thought of a, an article I read just yesterday where I think it was UBS was commenting about the theoretical growth in, in Europe. And they said, well, we're, we're, we're saying we have all this growth in Europe, but the imports into Europe haven't changed in the last few years. So where's the growth coming from? <laughs> And I, and I think that's what makes you think that all these data points are, are suspect, right? When you get down to the real hard numbers. Well, how much gasoline is sold? And what are the car loading, rail car loadings like? And you know, this data point, what are the restaurant sales like? What are the retail sales like? And there's nothing there. You get a big nothing burger at the end of it all. But supposedly we have this GDP growth which I'd hate to think it was all like healthcare, because you know how much healthier we're getting, not, and how much more expensive it is, plenty, and it goes into GDP, and we all say we got GDP growth. Well, we, we all just, we're, we're kidding ourselves here right. that we're really making any progress. We're not making any progress, and as you just pointed out, wage growth. Where's the wage growth? There is no wage growth, but there's lots of expenses. Let's not kid ourselves.
0: No doubt about that. Eric, I want to ask you about another kind of curious phenomenon within the gold market. Uh, you and I have spoken about this—just extraordinary demand in China, India, places like that. We've we've talked about the export numbers out of the U.S., particularly out of the U.K., importing into Switzerland, out of there to points uh, unknown, never to be seen again. And yet, we've seen in the last month a tremendous drawdown out of this ETF called the GLD, which allegedly has about 800 metric tons of gold in it. Uh, that's probably a topic for another day, whether they have it or not. But nonetheless, since yeah. that flash crash in the price of gold about a month ago, J- June 26th, the GLD has been drawn down by 62 metric tons, about yeah. 8%. And yet at the same time, we see these demand numbers all around the planet. How do you reconcile those two?
1: Well, you know, I have a, a sort of a different view on it. And I, of course, I mean, as you know, I'm a skeptic. And I, I think back to 2011, when the gold was 1900 and silver was 50 and there was a shortage. Okay. And all of a sudden, whack the price of gold and silver come down and they rated the GLD. And I think they rated the GLD to get the gold because it was needed. And I think, you know, as we watch some of these gold data points that are coming out, you see Turkey supposedly buying 400 tons. I can hardly believe it. That's 10% of the world's gold supply for God's sake in one country. Um, and where's all this gold coming from? And, and mine supplies down. And yet, and as you point out, you just look at the Swiss exports, which in June were 162 tons. I mean, my God, there's only 220 tons produced in, in, in the world, ex-Russia, ex-China. And, and the Swiss exported 162 of them. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to believe. And, and so when I look at the GLD being rated, I think, man, these guys need this gold. They need it to make deliveries. And even when you point out that there's exports uh, from from the US, like where's this gold coming from, right? I mean, we we, we consume most of our own gold in, in the United States. And and when England exports gold, well, excuse me, they don't even produce any gold. Where's that gold coming from? That is coming from the GLD. So that's my view that that we might be in a situation where we have extreme tightness and they're forced to go and raid things like the GLD to make up that marginal difference. 60 tons is pretty significant over a short time period here. I mean, let's say it's over three months, an extra 20 tons a month, that almost increases the, the supply by 10% for each of those months. So that, that's what that's what I think is going on, that we really have a tightness and they're using the GLDs to supply the difference.
0: Eric, let me kind of summarize that for everybody and just see if you agree. I mean, we've seen the massive raids in 2013. Uh, I documented one in 15 that saw the same thing. And now again, here just a month ago, a massive paper price raid that kind of turns sentiment, gets uh, regular investors, stockbrokers, financial planners to tell their clients to dump their GLD shares. The authorized participants are on the buying end of those shares. They bundle them together to the point where they get a hundred thousand of them. They trade them in as a basket and uh, get the physical gold for them, and then they flywheel that out to wherever, wherever the demand is that they're trying to meet. Does that sound about right?
1: Exactly. That's what it, that's what happens, and it has it did happen in in eleven and and in thirteen. Yes, it did. That's mm-hmm. exactly. They needed the gold, and uh, it's just a it's a ruse. To get people to sell it because the gold's needed, and you know you spread all these rumors about how gold's going to go down to a thousand or something, and everybody sells. Anyway, it looks like we're going to survive all that. The price of gold has done very, very well this week, uh, thanks to the Nothing Burger. Yeah, and uh, same with silver, and it's looking good here today. And uh, there's been a good reaction in the stock, so it's it's all in all, it's been a great week.
0: I mean, yeah, uh, and so let's kind of use that as a good transition to the next thing I want to ask you about. There's a lot of oh, I guess we'll call it technical analysis from people that uh, that's all that they do for a living. And they're out there trying to say that, that the gold and silver are looking down and they want to go further down and all that kind of stuff. But then you and I look at things like the cot report and we see that the banks have positioned to profit if price goes higher and they hang the losses on the specs instead. So what do you think is more likely? A, a drop from here based on technicals or a or a price rise from here based on how the... The market seems to actually work
1: Well, i'm sort of laughing because the business of banking is make sure you screw your client as much as you can right, right exactly and it seems that way if you know what i mean yep and of course they they orchestrated the the stopping of gold at 1300 and silver at a little over 18 and now they've totally reversed their position so yeah i think they are positioned for gold and silver to go up here and uh and it, it's such a game they play. I mean, they get to make a fortune on the stocks, they get to make a fortune on the stock options, the comex options, the comex position. I mean, it's just like a feeding frenzy here. Yeah. For right. the commercials that that we believe might be acting together here. And of course at the end of the day, the public loses all sorts of money. Right. Uh you don't if you hold your position, of course, but if you're gonna go in and start trading, you know, Comex positions, you're only putting up whatever, five to ten cents in the dollar and you get the margin mm-hmm. calls, man, you get a you know, you can't stand much of a hit here. So it's been a, it's been it, it's it's a field of dreams for bankers, uh, people who speculating on uh, gold and silver because they just take them to cleaners every time. And uh, I think now it's going to reverse itself. And the specs, of course, who are now short are going to rue the day they went
0: short. Yep. It certainly appears that way. And uh be very interesting to see how this plays out one way or the other. One last question for you, Eric. Uh, within the mining sector, you know, we watched some of the, I guess, the indices, the ETFs, and they're all kind of seeming at a critical point with their moving averages and that kind of thing. But uh, there are some shares within the sector itself that are going like crazy. Uh, one that I own is Kirkland Lake Gold. It's it's making new all-time highs, made another one yesterday. Uh, I know there's a couple out there. you probably got your eye on a few. Uh, do you have a few sure. that you'd like to mention? Well- well, of course, I'm the chairman of Kirkland Gold,
1: and um, we put out a news release yesterday indicating that the uh, the underground reserves at our fossil mine in Australia doubled uh, over the last uh, year or so, and since December actually, so that's pretty good for, yeah. for six months. Uh, and the interesting feature was we we have a new zone we call the Swan Zone, where the grade of gold is 58.8 grams which is almost two ounces per ton. Whoa. And uh, this is, of course, when the grade makes profits, okay? I mean, you're mining stuff like that. It doesn't cost any more to mine 58 grams versus 5.8 grams, okay? But the extra 50 55 grams is all profit. So it's, it's done very, very well. Uh, I think that news release has uh, pushed it to a new high. Obviously, we're going to be announcing our quarter here, I think, Wednesday of next week. The production date is out. It's not too hard to imagine that it, the the results will look decent uh, because of the production. So that's all coming together. And uh, I've been involved with a company called Novo Resources, which is uh, kind of a dream kind of situation. Uh, uh, I I believed in a particular guy who runs it, Quentin Hennig, who actually had a big hand in uh, in analyzing Fosterville for me way back when when I was uh, getting involved with Newmarket before it was merged into. Uh, Kirkland Lake, and um he thinks he might have the uh, beginnings of a major discovery also in Australia. Uh, I would urge uh, maybe the listeners to to look at their news release from about two weeks ago and kind of look around for some of the interviews of people the letter writers that uh, have talked about this the potential of this uh discovery and just assess whether they want to speculate on it and believe me, it is a speculation. Uh, but that's kind of the fun of the, uh, the precious metals business. When, um, when things work out on a the speculation, there's normally a pretty, pretty handsome payoff. So, um, it's, it's interesting times. For, for those of us in, in the companies that have it uh, coming together, there's been pretty good returns to, uh, to make in the market. So, uh, I, I hope that those things will, will carry on here. And of course, there are lots of other companies that, that I'm not involved with that are doing well as well. So, I think everyone should keep their eyes and ears open for opportunities here.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I saw an article yesterday, a number of the big miners have put out their earnings this week and uh their margins are the best they've been since two thousand twelve. So we get any kind of rally in gold and in silver, boy it would sure seem to be that they are poised to see their profits explode.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it looks good it looks good all around, so Let's hope we uh, let's hope we can hold it together in the commodity market.
0: Let's hope we do and let's hope we hold it together for another week and uh, get back together next Friday to talk about everything that happens over the course of the next next week Eric and at this point though I will close this session and uh, I will wish you a great weekend.
1: And all the best to you too Craig.
0: See and, you next Friday. And from everyone here at Sprott Money News and sprottmoney.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend.